podcast land. I am user 1.5, and this is the Black Jackson Estate. 12 days of Christmas. Oh my gosh, I think we're on day six. Day six. And I'm joined with user one today. User one, how's your holly jolly? It is a holly jolly time of year. I'm excited about the Christmas holiday. Noticed this year that I think I've, it's solid for me. People are either a lot nicer at Christmas or a lot meaner at the holiday mm. season. This mm. lady like flipped me to bird when I was in my car today oh, wow. because because she decided to run a light and my light was green and I was going and she was trying to turn and clearly her light was red and she flipped me the bird for me giving her a nice friendly honk of like you know you're gonna kill yourself. With a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Yeah, it was the honk that I think that got her. I, I don't think Probably, people like it when you do. But I didn't lay on yeah. it. I was just like, like, you know, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. So anyway, I say that to say people are either super nice or they're super mean. And you know what? I always try to just kill them with kindness because maybe they're going through a really tough time. Although that has nothing to do with me. Um. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because also it's like, yeah, let's, let's be gentle with people and graceful. But also, you need to watch yourself, you know, because um, what if I'm going through a tough thing? You know how crazy I am neither. But anyway, I say all that to say, guys, please keep a good and positive holiday spirit. Don't um, don't become a Grinch, like a real-life Grinch. Some people are really, really terrible during the holiday. Well, I am the resident Grinch here, and I will say that was a long story, Okay. It bothered me. I hate I when see. people act up on I the road. I see your stress. Your stress. I hate when they act up on the road because I'm well, just like, really? Listen, listen, we're here now. We are in a festive kind of mood and we have a surprise. Surprise, surprise. We have a surprise for you guys. We have a gift for all of our listeners on the 12 Days of Christmas. We have a special guest today. It is the one and only Q over in Studio Perth. Q. How you doing? Merry Christmas from Studio Perth. Hello, listeners, and thank you, ladies, for having me back. I've been so excited and looking forward to this. What a what a great way to start my Saturday morning over here. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us again, because let me tell you, the last episode that we had you on was is still one of my favorite episodes to even go back and listen to the greatest Michael Jackson samples. We had so much fun with you and we just couldn't wait to have you back. And we couldn't think of a better time than the happiest time of year to have you on. So thank you. You're welcome. And you know, I love Christmas and I've always, always loved these 12 days of Christmas episodes. And it blows me away that you do this every year because I know how exhausting it is. And I know at this time of the year, how busy everyone is and how hard it is to try and line everything up and put time aside and God bless who, whichever one of you is going to edit this. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have some fun today and We've got such a great topic to talk about. I've been so excited to to throw some of these suggestions out there. Me too. I'm so excited. And let me tell you guys this, because I don't know if anybody does any kind of podcast or content creation, you know that you have to come up with the idea first and then you have to kind of flesh it out. Sometimes it fleshes out really well and sometimes it doesn't. But Q has done the heavy lifting on this episode for us because he is freaking awesome. We are going to be talking to you guys today about some of Michael Jackson's greatest vintage ads and commercials. And Q so wonderfully has sent us YouTube video after YouTube video, which we are going to make sure that we link in this uh, in the description for some of Michael Jackson's commercials. Q, let me ask you this, because we were kind of talking about this offline on, on uh, Instagram uh, and just random messages that we send back and forth randomly and we were like oh this would be a good idea what made you think like okay I think this will be a fun topic like what got you invested in the Michael Jackson vintage ads 
Oh my God. I can't believe like some of these are like from the nineties and that we're calling those vintage is because <laughs> wasn't that like only three years ago? Right. That was yesterday. <laughs> wasn't that yesterday? Wasn't it like 1997 just yesterday? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, the, the older ones from the seventies and things get yeah, vintage. Cool. Yep. I can deal with that. That was 30 years ago. Wasn't it? That was only 30 years ago. Right. Only 30, <laughs> only 30. I, as a bunch of listeners probably know, I helped start and host the MJ cast for five years. And it was a sort of different style of show when we were early on and finding our feet. And one of my favorite things was the little ad breaks that we used to do. And I used to love popping in actual audio of these vintage ads as ad breaks because they were ad breaks Mm -hmm. and some people hadn't heard of some of these things that we're going to talk about today and hadn't seen them so we'd always put the links in the show notes and I'm just going to be honest most of these have just lived rent free in my head because they (laughs) are so great and I was like well it's an idea we had a couple of ideas of what we could do for this 12 days of Christmas episode but this was the one that we settled on and I was absolutely happy about that because there's stuff to talk about and it's positive and it's good fun and go check these ads out once we talk about them because they're worth it. Absolutely. And you know what? Once we talk about them and you go look at them in the show notes and you go do your own, go down your own rabbit hole on YouTube, you know, you can pull this up when you're with your family or when you're with people that you love and show it to them because Michael Jackson's always in order. There's never a time that we can't pull out Michael Jackson and have a good time. Okay. All right. So we are going to jump right in. We have the top 10 vintage Michael Jackson as that we are going to talk to you about today. We are going to break this episode up into two separate parts. So episode six is going to be part one and episode seven is going to be part two. So make sure you come back tomorrow to hear the rest of our list. But we are going to jump right into it. Users, are we ready? We are ready. Let's go. So our first vintage ad that we are going to talk about comes from the year 1973. Or actually the years of 1972 to 1974, but 73 is right there in the middle. So I like to use that year, which was, as Q stated, only 30 years ago for us people born. (laughs) (laughs) For us people born in the 80s and 90s. Oh, my goodness. Um, Y'all going to have to accept some stuff. And I just... I hate to tell, I just hate to tell you. Y'all are wrong. You're gonna have to see. You're going to have to start accepting some things. The 90s was quite literally 30 years ago. More than 30. You're I'm being not a mathematician, but that I, can't be right. Yeah, <laughs> the math's not mathing. Right. I don't even know okay, what you're talking about. Shout out to all the 80s babies and 70s babies and 60s babies and 50s. We're struggling. We're really struggling with time. And all the kid kids. All the Shout kid out to kids. Y'all too. Yeah. So the first ad the we're going to talk about. The kid kids are listening in and they're going, what's an ad? Right. <laughs> what's an ad? Wait, you, they you only mean... know what an ad is because Netflix is now saying you can pay more. Or you can get these ads. And, and you know like, what they're doing? Ad. They're paying more. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait, I got to wait for 30 seconds to get to the rest of the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so our first ad that we're going to talk about is the Alphabet Serial ad by the Jackson 5 from nineteen, the years 1972 to 1974. The ad includes the Jackson 5 singing and spelling out words using a classic jingle and letters from the Alphabet which is also the cereal. Guys, do you guys remember alphabets? Do y'all remember these? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember, like, I remember some of the, the ads where you would, like, spell out, like, they would spell out words in the yeah. cereal. Like, I remember looking in my cereal trying to find words, like, like it was a freaking crossword puzzle or something. <laughs> like, we would spell out <laughs> bad words. We would spell out all the bad words in the cereal. But, but you could never get two T's. So it'll be just the regular butt, but we meant butt. Which, <laughs> like your butt is mine, but like your butt is mine. <laughs> you know, kids kids do stuff like that. You know, just having fun in your cereal, then it gets soggy and you don't want to eat it. But yeah, I definitely remember the the alphabet cereal. Way too much sugar. Um I, see, I didn't think they had enough sugar. They weren't like lucky charms or anything for me. Like they they didn't have enough sugar for me. But 
for the children, and I do mean children who don't remember Alphabet Cereal, Alphabet Cereal actually had cereal pieces in the shape of the alphabet. And you could quite literally, mama didn't get on you, pour them out on the table and spell out little words with the letters. So I don't know who came up with that idea, but apparently the kids needed a little help with phonics back in the 70s. So the Jackson 5 did a series of commercials for alphabets. A lot of them were very cute. Uh, There was one in particular that lives rent-free where they have like little bunk beds on top of each other. And the song that Michael sings is like, give me a J, give me an A. When I'm eating alphabets, I'm okay. So it was a very cutesy and obviously a play on their own song, ABC from Motown. Q, what do you think about the Alphabet's ads? And did you buy the cereal? Like, were you like begging your parents for the cereal because the Jackson were in the... I don't think we had this cereal in Australia. I don't remember this cereal at all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did we get through the... How did y'all live? How did you live? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I remember like tinned pasta, like tinned spaghetti with letters. Okay, yeah, like uh, the uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember a breakfast cereal of the same. But I think like that is such a great concept. Whoever was working in whatever cereal creator, I don't think it was Kellogg's. We most of our cereals down here were Kellogg's. But whoever came up with this over there, brilliant, genius, absolute genius. But these ads are so iconic. And I can't believe you've led with it because that's like so strong. You've led this. Like yeah. I, I guess you sort of have you gotta come out idea. strong. Come out strong. Um, but like this is some of the earliest J5 ads, surely. And they still stand so strong. And it's so clever how they use some of their hits as the music their styling from that era, that crazy big dragon tricycle bike ship thing that floats <laughs> through the air. What on earth was going on there? I don't know. These, and then they had that free record promotion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Where you could get free records. So for anybody of a certain age, and this is really 70s, 80s, 90s kids, If you, there are a lot of things that if you purchased an item, you could like tear off, you had like a little, what was it called guys? There was a name for it. The little code that you filled out. Yeah. You filled out your name and your address on it and you would mail it into the company and they would send you back whatever the item was that you were supposed to get for free. And Alphabets, because the Jackson 5 were spokespeople for them, actually sent free records to the kids who sent in this like little coupon code. The records were singles and they were, or 45s, and they were uh, ABC, I Want You Back, I'll Bet You, Darling Dear, and Maybe Tomorrow. Users, was this a great idea? Is this a way to sell cereal to kids? Genius. absolutely yeah, yeah. kids yeah. love sugar that all these cereals are nothing but sugar which is why <laughs> people fighting against it now because with good reason like it's too much but yeah you got you this is marketed for kids it's a kid's cereal it's just sugar for breakfast adults are not meant to have this so it's great marketing um and i doubt i wonder if they the jacksons actually ate this this uh come cereal. on now you know you gotta Ms. ask Katie papa t have... miss katie was in there have... making breakfast Mm-mm. But on the road, you got to eat what you got to eat. Did they, were they eating alphabets? They were eating cookie crisp. Remember them? They were literally chocolate chip cookies. cookies. Again, sugar for breakfast. So, <laughs> for breakfast. No, this is great. Oh, I think this is great. Ad. Yeah, it's just, and, it's just sugar for breakfast. Yeah. And the parents would have probably loved this as well because they're like, yeah, I'll buy your cereal. You can learn your ABCs and mm-hmm. spell out some words and then get a free record. That's something else I don't have to pay for. Exactly. So the parents would surely love it as well. And oh, then yeah. think about it. You have a series of five. So there were five records that you could collect. Obviously, you wanted all of them, right? But then you didn't have the whole album. So then what do you do? I want to hear the rest of the songs on the album. And then you go buy, the, go album. buy the album. Genius. So absolutely genius. Absolutely. Very smart. Very smart marketing. And let me say this just a, a little 
since Q brought it up, who made this? So this is obviously this is a post cereal, a post brand cereal, and they actually went all the way from 1957 to 2006 on the market. Wow. You could get you some alphabets, and then it reappeared in 2008 with a new formula saying zero sugar again because i told you people got smart people people were like hold on a second y'all can't feed these kids up this is why they crazy i wonder why they need why they on all these drugs taking drugs at lunchtime because y'all give them too much sugar so they they came out again (laughs) with an with a new formula and they said oh it's zero percent sugar i'm sure that was a lie as well um and then that didn't work so they reintroduced the old formula later that same year and um then they kept going till 2017 and it just got discontinued in 2021. So wow. I had a good run. You know, the kids that were eating alphabets and Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops and all of those sugar frosted flakes, we are the same ones drinking Red Bull and coffee all day to get through our day. Literally. <laughs> like that is that's what happens when you give kids straight sugar for breakfast from the time they're like little until they're in high school. Then then we grew up needing caffeine to make it through the day. But that was a vintage ad. The series of ads are absolutely adorable. And you guys definitely need to go watch in the show notes uh the links that we put there and let us know what you think. Is this the first? I hope that some of the listeners out there still have those singles that they collected from these. Oh, yeah, we want to know. Do you still got them? Like, that's, that's pretty e- cool. eBay has them on, not on sale, has them for sale. And, ooh, for a free album, if you got them, honey, you can now make it's a, a coin collector. Or two. This is, this, it's sitting in somebody's attic right now and they have no idea. But I wonder were the Jacksons the first Motown group to get a commercial spot like this with a cereal company or with like a major a made this is like a huge like major kid probably at least for a kid group they yeah. they gotta be the first right yeah yeah pioneers man pioneers we're gonna move on to our second vintage ad hold on hold on before you move on i gotta i want to ask you guys a question yeah what do you think about the the box uh there's nothing wrong with the box what are you about to say <laughs> No, I'm just, I was just going to say, what do you think about the ad? Like the actual, like what the box looks like. If you were a kid in yeah. 1972 or yeah. three or four, like would this box be like, oh my God, I got very this. Yes, yeah. it's very 70s. You've got, first of all, lots you of have colors. lots of colors <laughs> on it. You have uh, people of all color on there, right? And then you got Progressive. the Jackson... Right. And then you have the Jackson five in the corner, but then you have this kind of psychedelic, like, like the little windy, mazy looking thing. I describe it. It's very seventies. Is this box. So seventies. And you know what though? I would have, I would have cut those pictures out and like put them either on my wall or in my scrapbook for sure. You would have kept the box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of kids kept the box. I would have kept the box. (laughs) You know what, though, Q, a you lot of kids me. probably kept the box. I'm especially thinking about, like, little black kids. When you go in the grocery store, this is the first time they've seen this, right? They've seen plenty of little white kids on cereal boxes, but this is probably the first time they saw little black kids. It reminds me, again, of how important they are to history, especially in American history, black yeah. black history. I guarantee you, you know, like we talked to our mom about growing up during this time period, and how important the Jacksons were to that generation. They had never seen anything like this. If you had never had alphabets, you you were willing to try it. So even think about that from a marketing standpoint. At some, a lot of these kids didn't care about that cereal. They just wanted the record and the Jackson Five yeah. were on the box. So mm-hmm. yeah, the wonderful, they wonderful that cereal. Market. They didn't want to eat these things. There wasn't no. not enough sugar. They didn't want it, but they wanted. The Jackson 5 cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, because little Michael was in the ad singing his heart out. That's all you need. All right, we are going to move on to our second vintage ad from Michael Jackson. This is actually probably one of my favorites. It is the Dr. Pepper ad from 1978 entitled Be a Pepper. It plays off of the Jackson song, Blame It on the Boogie. And a media kit was sold with Michael's picture on it and stats about his career up to that point. Guys, have you heard this jingle? I know you have. But what do you think about so, it? We uh, we could just wrap this whole episode up after these two because these <laughs> are surely the best, the best two. The 70s for these ads and the jingles like mm-hmm. you can't really top them like pepsi ads whatever 
the Dr. Pepper is the best one. It is so good. And this is probably the one that lives in my head rent-free the most and that I remember putting in the show notes of like early MJ cast episode as an ad break. And it's just, it's just perfection. It's so great. The vocals are great. The jingle is great. It's so catchy. I love it. It's probably my favorite out of all of these ads that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I love this one. And yet the jingle by itself could have been like its standalone song, like like literally could have been its own song. The lyrics to the jingle are, guys, I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. This is Michael singing this. I don't know if that man ever touched Dr. Pepper in his life. <laughs> I used to be alone in a crowd, but now you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. And then play blame it on the boogie in your mind, guys. I'm a pepper in the sunshine. I'm a pepper in the moonlight. I'm a pepper in the good times. Dr. Pepper. This has to be the perfect example of a jingle making the product. Because who drinks Dr. Pepper? Do you guys drink Dr. Pepper? I love Dr. Pepper. Love it. One of my How favorite. often do you drink Dr. Pepper? It's a whole case of them downstairs right now. Okay. Uh, Q, do you drink Dr. Pepper? Not often. It's not something that you find on tap at uh, any restaurants or food places here at all. Mm -hmm. It's in generally over here you'll find it in the international section of a supermarket oh not the in you, international section oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> how bougie um so bougie. Yeah. but no yeah it's i like it actually i quite like the odd dr pepper i would not good. drink it often maybe probably once a year i am craving it now i can tell you so that <laughs> yeah works. you need a yeah. nice cold dr pepper put some ice yeah this you gotta lay lay it i mean it's way too much again way too much michael for a man who was very health conscious seems to have we're, we're, we're on the track here for a lot of sugary unhealthy uh sort of products um that he probably never touched but was you know willing to promote but yeah, these are actually really super cute ads. I wonder, I always wonder like the backstory, like, did you, did you really want to do it? Or was it like, because he, he, he almost didn't look like he didn't want to do this in the commercial. Maybe I'm tripping. Yeah. This feels like a Joe Jackson situation. Like a, like, like Joe was like, hey, Joe for everything, got everything. <laughs> I can hear Joe being like, hey, Dr. Pepper said they're going to pay us if you just sing this song. <laughs> I got to do the Pepsi's same song. nowhere on the horizon. There's no right. Pepsi coming to see us. We'll take Dr. Right. Pepper. We don't have Pepsi right now. Pepsi is gone. We got Joe Cola and Dr. Pepper. Okay. Like Dr. Pepper's like, listen, he, Joe was probably like, listen, we can get some money because I do think his brothers were obviously on the background vocals of this. Right. So this is probably technically 1978, a Jackson's ad, but Michael is so prominent in the ad that you forget that this is a, uh, group effort right and i don't think did he touch a dr pepper in the ad do y'all got do y'all remember i can't even i can't even remember I now i don't remember but q you, you know correct me if i'm wrong here since you're like the king you're the connoisseur of these commercials they actually started these commercials a little before we get to the don't stop to get enough era right so and we talked about that with the brothers being a part of um the whole jingle remake like that's just blame it on the boogie remade but mm -hmm. They, it looks like they may have had like a couple year span here where they were had this this uh this promotion this this advert with uh Dr Pepper maybe was it a couple of years it was like maybe late 70s, 76 to yeah. eight or nine yeah and they sort of mentioned the Jacksons they when like there's a voiceover in some of the ads it's like you know the Jacksons with Michael Jackson and Dr Pepper so they're trying to include the brothers but they don't really ever show the brothers. <laughs> The poor yeah. guys. The poor guys. Well, I mean, it's kind of like it's it's all about money. It's not personal. It's like, well, who's gonna sell? He's the lead singer. So this, I mean, it would be this if this were Diana Ross and the Supremes making the Dr. Pepper commercial, the exact same thing would happen, right? They would want Diana Ross to step out and be the the main focal point of the advertisement, and then the Supremes would would be the background, you know. So it's not personal. I think you know, and I think that uh, just just natural sort of rivalry maybe sibling 
and a man it might be a man thing too i'm sure this is you know this is just adding fuel to the idea that michael's already always up front and we kind of take the back but he's gonna sell the product a little better than necessarily a group but yeah, um, and no one's gonna believe jackie jackson with his 12 pack like abs is drinking dr pepper that's true <laughs> there's no way but jackie little michael was drinking water yeah Oh my gosh, she she said Jackie these are drinking fun. water. Jackie yeah, was, a lot okay. of water, lots of water. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. Yeah, water. That's what but Jackie yeah, this doing. is a cute ad. I like this one. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites, and definitely one that should be on any vintage Michael Jackson commercial or ad list. Guys, we're gonna move they should, on. They should, oh, sorry, good. they really no, should fine. put this song out on Spotify because I they should have this in the playlist. It's, it's so really catchy. Good. It's so catchy. Yeah. And for anybody internationally, I know Q said that Dr. Pepper is in the international section. I, I, you know, as an American, that's hard to to grasp because Dr. Pepper is literally everywhere in every grocery store in America. But they have lots of other little flavors just for y'all that don't know. You got vanilla Dr. Pepper. You got cherry Dr. Pepper. So you got however many flavors that are already in there and then you add extra to it. Delicious. Delicious. If you can what find is it. The flavor? What it's, is Dr. Pepper's flavor anyway? What's the original concept of the flavor? I think there was an ad on TV some years ago for Dr. Pepper, and it was like 31 flavors combined to make this amazing drink. I don't know exactly what those 31 <laughs> flavors are, <laughs> but it has it has such a unique taste. If If anybody listening has never had Dr. Pepper, there's no way to actually describe it. Are you uh, like you? Do you a agree? little a little bit like medicine, like <laughs> syrup medicine, <laughs> a little bit. But carbonated, and yeah, yeah with and sugar. Good. Yeah, it's and it's good. it's very unique. If you don't have Dr Pepper in your city, hit us up. We might try to ship you one. I don't know what international shipping laws look like, but if we can get you a case, we'll do our best. Yeah, it's Dr Pepper. Uh, so our number three. Vintage Michael Jackson ad. These are also very cute, and I love these. These are from 1979 to 1980, and they are the Japanese Suzuki commercials. Michael Jackson appears alongside a model as he performs his iconic dance moves to the tune of Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, which was the it song of the day. After dancing around the bike, Michael comes on camera, and he says his tagline, and he says that in all of the love is my message. So what Suzuki was trying to do was they were trying to target female customers with the Love, which was a smaller scooter powered by uh, some kind of engine that I don't know anything about. But because they wanted to partner with Michael Jackson, it resulted in an ad campaign that had print ads and commercial ads. Now, this is a very international thing. These ads were really only shown in Japan. But in the U.S., we don't have a lot of scooters. Because most really? people here drive cars or will ride like a bike, but not a lot of electric scooters. User one, like, do you agree? I don't want to speak for all Americans, but. Mm, yeah, no, we're not really a scooter place. We have bike lanes. People will bike before they will scoot. But I mean, now <laughs> we have, <laughs> now we have like these little, um, what we would call scooters, like electric scooters, but they're not like that. You don't sit down on them. You just stand on them. And we have oh, those that you yeah. can ride around downtowns and like stuff the like segways. that. That's, that's mm-hmm. become a big thing now in like bigger downtown areas and metropolitan cities. But no, we don't scoot. Not like that. <laughs> we don't uh-uh. scoot. But they're so cute. Now, cute in they're Australia. Are, is a scooter like a thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we like we would call this like a moped. Okay. I don't know what that stands for. Um, or a Vespa. A Vespa is like an Italian brand of this little scooter. Uh, and I see in your notes, because I don't know engine things either, that's definitely not my wheelhouse, but you have put in the notes that it is a small scooter powered by a four-stroke 50cc engine. So they're definitely not electric. It's like a like a fuel, petrol-based uh, little engine that you need to go fill up at your gas station. Where's the um, engine? But- Look at that picture. He's Where sitting is the on little... it. He's, oh, I... he's sitting yeah, on it. he's sitting on it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and Michael see was the size of a... Back? Okay, I see. Yeah, 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 I see it. Yeah. 
Well, Michael was the size of a string bean in the 70s, and that he's yes. almost bigger than the bike. They were very small. Like, they're <laughs> a small thing. You sit on them, you scoot around. They sound like a motorbike. They're generally pretty noisy. They're not like those silent electric scooters that people have now. But, no, definitely, I think... Um, mopeds and vespers and thing was a, a thing in australia uh motorbikes definitely still are a big thing here as well um as well as the car culture because we're so far from everywhere that you have to drive yeah. like 30 minutes to get anywhere i wouldn't be driving this on a highway or anything no way this would be no. more like inner city and streets not on yeah. like long distances with giant trucks going over the top of you but do you believe michael ever drove one of these ever? absolutely not mm. not not speed demon michael <laughs> no, jackson no, no he did not no, no. no. He, i don't I, michael never drove no motorcycle nothing like it or nothing like it this thing right here reminds me of the thing that sometimes people will drive on the streets and everybody about to hit them they better move because <laughs> it doesn't go yes. fast enough this That's is that correct. Yeah, this is that thing, and it and, and and people take their life in their hands when they get on one of these things, um, because it's just not quick enough to make it with the rest of us, and it's very dangerous because people don't pay attention. But no, I don't think Michael. I couldn't imagine him driving one of these. Michael just doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, if, if if he did, no, this doesn't feel right. No, look oh, how he's sitting on right. it. Look how awkward he is. He's like, what yeah. do I do? Am I do I right. put the helmet on my knee? <laughs> I'm I not putting to... it on my head. Right. He's like, do I hold right, the Right, I'm not going to mess up my I'm hair. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and the commercial. Look at this cute little mirror. <laughs> the, right. right. The mirror is cute. Like, I would not, I would be so distracted driving with that mirror in my face. Like, because <laughs> um, I'd be looking at myself. But the the commercials themselves are very cute because the, the, the scooter is sitting there, right? Michael is dancing, I mean, around this poor girl who's standing there <laughs> next to him, trying to kind of keep up with him to the beat of the song. But Michael is doing his own thing. Like, honestly, it's almost like he's like, whatever to the scooter. He's dancing like he's doing a music video. And... The entire ad is in Japanese, which I don't know any Japanese, except for Michael's one line, which is love is my message. So uh, it's adorable. And I just think it's so funny that they got him in a full suit sitting on his scooter. Don't stop to get enough suit. Glitter socks, <laughs> glitter shirt, bow tie. Bow tie, <laughs> yes, yes. Wonderful ads. And if anybody knows Japanese and can interpret the voiceover, let us know what it, what they're saying. I think right. it's also super cute how he does the little love eye blink at the end mm -hmm. of each ad. Like yeah. it was like, oh, Michael doesn't know how to blink. He's, he's He doesn't know how to wink an eye because he always does both. But it's actually a Japanese um, cultural thing, I, I think. Oh. That, like, that's like a little, it's almost like, you know, what cats do when they do the slow blink, when yeah. they look at you and love you. It's like a little thing like that. And you know, Japanese culture, it's all about cute and kawaii. So I think it's really cool how they got that at the end of every little ad when he says his little love of my message tagline. It's so good. And if you need cute in the 70s, Michael was it. He was adorable. Oh, my God. And cute so beautiful. And so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. All right. We are going to wrap. We're not rounding this off. We're on number four. We got one more until we round off this episode of vintage Michael Jackson ads. And the number four ad is the Michael Jackson doll collection ad from 1984. Guys, if you remember last year's 12 Days of Christmas, we brought up these LJN toys in the best and worst of Michael Jackson mania merch. 1984, LJN Toys introduced a series of Michael Jackson dolls that allowed fans to recreate his iconic dance moves. These figures were collectible and they had movable parts like the head, the arms, the waist, the knees, and they were all adorned with Michael's signature style, the glitter socks, the glitter glove, black loafers. Uh, the dolls were impressive because they had their own outfits from different distinct places time so there was a thriller doll a beat it doll a billy jean human nature motown 25 grammys and american music award dolls and the ads for this dolls featured little kids because that's who this was marketed towards playing with michael being michael pretending to be michael with these ljn toys dolls users how do we feel not only about these dolls but about the ad 
for these dolls in the United States? Well, we didn't have these ads on TV either, I don't think. Yeah. I have a very vague, vague memory and I'm like, hmm, is this even a real memory in my head? But I do have a very vague memory one day of walking through some sort of, I guess we call it like a variety store, department store, and in the big cages that they had in the middle of the aisles with products in them, I'm pretty sure I did see these dolls when they were being sold in the early 80s. Um, it was, I would have been very young, like probably or seven or eight years old, I guess. So I wasn't an MJ fan back then. I was too small. Um, but I'm pretty sure I have a memory of seeing these dolls in the shop. I have one um, from my friend Tim in Indianapolis. He actually gave me one, and I can't see on this picture what it's the one, the bottom row, second from the right, the red jacket with the blue T-shirt. He's okay. holding the microphone with the glass. He gave like, me that one. Okay. Yeah, that looks like the Beat It one. Is that the yes. Beat It jacket? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is that one. So my awesome friend who I'm friends with from MySpace days, uh, Tim in Indianapolis, he was like my first sort of online MJ fan friend. He uh, gave me a boxed version once when I met him over uh, when we were holidaying over in the US. So I still treasure that. It's on display in my back room um so i do have one it's very cool but these ads i think with the jingles if we're ranking jingles this would be up there this is a great jingle as well yeah like i love it it's catchy it's cute the little kids and just that funny jingle in the background it's michael like it's so <laughs> great i think this is a this is a hit this is a hit <laughs> Yeah, you would have bought one, right? If you like had a were a Michael Jackson fan, you would have been like, "Oh, it's Michael. I gotta have Michael." Yeah, Barbie needs a husband, so there you go. Of course. Oh, and they would have lost Ken? it in the eighties. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> not not for even if you believe the 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 rumors that Michael wanted this thing to be as light as possible, it's still too dark for Barbie. He's just that's not gonna work. <laughs> that's not, that's not gonna work. But these are yeah, these are super cute. And I mean, who wouldn't want you would want this right in the eighties? So the advertisement, yeah, just again. You know, it, it is so 80s. It's very 80s. Um, I think we talked a little bit about the ad on the 12 Days last year when we were talking about the uh, 80s merch. And I think we talked about how there were no black kids in the ad. And there were only well, white there's kids. There's no in Michael the in the ad. Except well, he ain't supposed doll. to be. This is for the kids. So, but, you know, he's selling a little black superhero. And, you know, you ain't no black people in the ad, you know. But the truth is that, again, it's marketing. And you're marketing a, the market that can most likely afford these things um and so you know that's middle america and middle america is more homogenous in terms of uh the racial makeup um and so it makes sense i, I mean who wouldn't want this though for real like if you're a michael fan if you're a kid you're a michael fan if you're a teenager a young adult whatever and you're a michael fan in the in 1984 you you gotta have this right you gotta go get it uh if you I, want, I mean, I don't know how word got around back in the day. It really was these ads like TV. Um, Absolutely. Then someone from school shows up with it at school and you're like, wow, I got to get that. Where you get that from? How much yeah. was that? Did your mama buy you that for your birthday? Because yeah. back then, kids, you got new things for your birthday, for Christmas. It, you didn't get things just because it was just on because, Amazon that day. Right, right. Uh, so, so true. So you know. true. You would like hang out the whole year and hoped that dropping hints and like leaving <laughs> notes and birthday wishes and Christmas wish lists for Santa Claus, you would hope all year that this yep. is the thing that you got. Yep. Yeah. And some of y'all stole or beat somebody up for your doll. And I want you to come clean. <laughs> and and I want you to, it's the Christmas season. And I want you to find the person that you stole or beat up for your Michael Jackson doll. And you take it back to them if you still have it. You don't keep it. You take it back. Because I'm not going to like all these kids got it honest. They didn't. Let me and ask some of y'all stole this. from a store. Let and me you, ask know, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and say I stole from the store because guess what? There's Why no store to take it back. You think our listeners to. are criminals? Got a little bad. <laughs> Who's bad? Everybody. <laughs> like Michael said, you ain't bad. You ain't nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me ask. I thought this. it was hilarious how these ads 
made it look like the doll did so much. And it did oh, have yeah. like movable head, arms, waist, legs, and knees. But really, like the way they were making these dolls dance and stuff, like you would really have to have a good imagination. They sold it. To make yeah, they it sold it. They sold well, it. and mm-hmm. all of the dolls came with a microphone that fit in his left hand. And then they all had four outfits, but then you could buy six more outfits separately. So, like, if you really wanted an entire wardrobe for your Michael Jackson doll, you could 100% do that in 1984 with with this series of toys. But I have a question for you guys. Do you guys think that, like, Christmas time, 1984, the parents were, like, jumping over each other and beating each other up, trying to get these dolls for their kids, like, Beanie Baby style? No. <laughs> yeah, was it like that in the eighties? That feels like a more two thousand. Is that a nineties thing? Yeah, you Is need it? to go and see um the Cabbage Patch doll craze. And oh what yeah, parents were patches. doing there. There were riots in department stores for Cabbage Patch dolls for sure. So it was happening. I don't think it was happening for this doll. I think it should have because the costumes on this doll are amazing. Like oh the, yeah pants the jackets like that grammy award jacket is amazing and like there's so many great costumes so it should have happened for this but i don't think it did Nobody well thank god we don't want any blood on our hands as michael fans <laughs> <laughs> no blood on our hands we, we everybody we got everybody who on the dance floor, floor. that's <laughs> it yeah that's it only on the dance floor no blood on our hands over a little over over play play no we're not gonna do that no Maybe it was over them paper dolls. Anyway, that's last year's episode, y'all, them paper Michael Jackson dolls. <laughs> anyway, we're going to round this episode out. Our first half of Vintage Michael Jackson ads with our special co-host, Q. And our last ad for this episode is 1990s LA gear ad. The ad stars Brandy Jackson, Michael's niece, and Michael, of course. It was filmed in downtown Los Angeles and cost $700,000 to do, which is fascinating to me considering what the ad actually contains. Um, The shoe, the Billie Jean, was intended to become a major competitor for Nike's Air Jordan in 1990, which is why they tapped Michael Jackson to do this ad. Now, there's a whole backstory as to how Michael got hooked up with LA gear. We kind of unpacked that in our 12 days episode, either last year or the year before. Not sure, but we'll link it in the show notes. Q. What do you think about this ad? Is this like a shoe ad? Like, do they show the shoes barely? Like it's 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 a Michael Jackson ad more than a shoe ad. <laughs> right. He's got his costuming is fire. Like this mirrored jacket and mirrored armband. Ooh, I, I want would, it so bad. Uh, I feel like Michael really? with Janet. She stole it so bad. I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. He looks incredible. What is it's, that, it's Q? What is it? The, what is it? It's like these strips of metal. Can we make it? Or no? No, I'm not that crafty. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool no? though. Nope. What but is why it? have you chosen a picture in the show notes of Michael with that little goblin? <laughs> a little <laughs> right. I can't Wade I ignore it. I'm Wade Robson. Well, mm-hmm. I, I honestly let me be let me be transparent. I that's, saw it. The ad, that's it right I there. saw the ad and I looked at Michael and I was like, Michael looks so good in this ad. I actually didn't he even does. look at the kid. Should have cropped um, him out. So I didn't look at the kid. And then I looked at the shoes and I was like, these do kind of look Air Jordan-esque, right? Like I see what LA gear was trying to do. Um, But then you have the commercial where Michael is dancing in the streets of LA. It feels very smooth, criminal, very Panther. Yeah, it feels very much like that. And you almost forget that it's a shoe ad because Michael's dancing like Michael can like only Michael can dance. And you're like, mesmerized by his movement and you're just like oh i guess i am supposed to be looking at the shoes 
I, I, yeah, I don't know. The shoes are not that great to look at. So they're really I guess... not. They're not. <laughs> and yeah. you're not picking these over Jordans. I think we talked about this last time. You're not <laughs> buying this. Over... You're not. You're not. Let's just be 100% clear about the American market basketball shoes, tennis shoes in 1990. You are not picking this over. Why would you think Michael Jackson? If you want to be the best basketball player, if you so they're competing against Air Jordans. Air Jordans being worn by the best basketball player in the world at the time. And you're a little kid and you want to be the best basketball player in the world. You're going to wear whose shoes? The best basketball player in the world at the time, Michael Jordan's shoe, or the best dancer in the world at the time, the best pop star, the biggest pop star, Michael Jackson's tennis shoe. Whose shoe are you going to wear? Of course you're not. That's a, it's, it's a self-fulfilling question. Of course you're going to pick Michael Jordan. And so the concept that they could somehow beat Jordan at this game whoever was high and whatever they were high on I don't know what drug of choice they chose for the day but it worked it, it was an effective drug because that was never gonna happen this was not it but we're just talking about straight how the ads look like again that fit is fire in this I'm ignoring what's his face the fit is fire I like Michael in tennis shoes because he looks like just a normal person. He looks normal. Like, <laughs> he, he looks really, he does. Looks, he looks really good in them, right? He looks, I'll eat him up right now, right? Like, I like I couldn't be on this set. They would have to take me away because he <laughs> looks really, really, I would be harassing yeah. him. I would harass him. He looks him. great. Yeah. He looks great. And he looks like, he looks not, he looks like he's just, like, look at them paws. He got them big old hands. I mean, <laughs> listen. Actually, he just looks great. So, like, Not visually, visually, <laughs> and then big old paws. But visually, he's but like, it's like I said, like that shirt, which Q said we are not capable of recreating. It's reflective, That's, too, isn't it? Oh, it's my God. Wonderful. It's literal polished metal mirrored strips. Ooh, where is that for him? And yeah, well, that, that scammy Michael Bush. Let's, and he is let's <laughs> let's make a promise right now if this ever comes up for auction we gotta go we're gonna all go whole we hog pull it. Now, how we're gonna we go gonna... whole hog and we're gonna ship it every other year from one place <laughs> every other America year? to Perth okay you get it fair. you get it for the year you get but it then the next year you gotta ship it back yeah. that's fair that sounds yeah. fair we're yeah. gonna go whole I wanna hog. know why they never did like uh, a combined crossover universe when Michael the cool video clip for Jam with Michael Jordan, he could have been wearing his shoes and Michael could have been wearing his LA gears as they were dancing around in the jam video playing basketball together. Right. That was such a big missed opportunity. Q, Q yeah. you're going to start another ET thriller moment. Those two companies were not going to allow that thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But well, that would have been cool. That would have been Maybe cool. Maybe they would have sold some shoes then. Yeah, because they right. certainly did, they did right. not sell them in stores. And this yeah. is, let me tell you, when we do get to speak with John Branca, because I have, I wholeheartedly believe we're gonna run across that man one day. Um, this is a John Branca deal, and in 1989, John Branca knew a guy who was in advertising who knew the head of LA Gear. Just in shooting the shit and talking, John Branca's like, "Oh yeah, Michael's thinking about you know switching over to sneakers and dancing in sneakers." Now nobody believes that, but John Branca got this man's up hopes up so high that. LA Gear literally gave uh, one-fifth of their budget, 20% of their advertising budget to Michael S. Salary for him to be the brand ambassador for LA Gear Shoes. They sued him too, right? Oh, <laughs> Michael got sued by yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I mean, you know, it's... It... Bad idea, but great advertisement, great picture. Michael looks absolutely fantastic. And yes, if we find this jacket, I'm, I'm, I throw my little coins in. I got a few. Yeah, we got to get it because we, we. And what kind of car is that he's sitting on? Anybody know? Red. It looks red. <laughs> <laughs> that looks it's like. Red. Remember our Family Matters? That little car that Steve would always get in and out of the little red no. car with the white shirt. <laughs> That's, That's like a muscle car. The I said. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good. This was visually very appealing for Michael. The visuals of this ad, both the print and the video, very visually, yeah. he's on point here. And um, and again, I'm ignoring that other the other entity in the photo. I'm sorry, guys. And, I I honestly didn't even notice okay. Wade there. I just it's was okay. looking at Michael. I didn't yeah. even look at the kid because the hair yeah. was, was getting off getting some work. You see, he you know, friends when he was getting work. 
when he didn't get a job with MJ, that's when everything went down south. Right. Why is yeah. MJ in a car garage though? Right. Yeah, it don't make no sense. Do he it. don't know the none of them tools like back there. Span- <laughs> he doesn't know what the spanner is. <laughs> Those <laughs> tools are brand new. Look at how shiny they are. He ain't nobody uh, touched them tools. This would have been good for Tito. Tito sitting in a, on a yes. car in a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's believable. Mm-hmm. Michael, not so much, not so much. But yeah, I, I anybody got a, a a pair? So again, I think we talked about this as well last year. If you go on eBay, these shoes are quite. Uh, they want a pretty penny for them. They're collectors. Q, do you have now. a Q? Do you have a, a pair of these? No, I do remember seeing these in stores. Um back in the early 90s because this was like dangerous era and MJ was in a lot of places back then like Pepsi cans and stuff like that so I do remember seeing them Um, I remember I could not afford them and my mum was not going to buy me these because they were not sensible shoes at all Um, (laughs) so I do sort of regret that but I guess from this era I you know did get a lot of other stuff like the dancing the dream book which looking back on is probably a better thing to have. I think so. Yeah. And 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 thinking back when we were kids, I think we also mentioned this, like LA gear was really not necessarily for the Michael shoe, but because they had the light-ups. Oh, know? yeah. LA gear was kind of, yeah. was the shoe with the light-ups, right? Yeah, like that was the brand name with the light-ups. Then you Where are the light-up put- shoes for grown-ups now? Like kids everywhere have these light-up shoes. And I'm like, I want light-up shoes in my size. Who makes mm-hmm. them for grown-ups? I want light up shoes. Yeah, yeah. The, that was the that was the thing back in the day. Like people were committing crimes in their light ups and getting caught. I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh god. And yeah, MJ's shoes did not light up. His like, did not light can, up. Yeah, the they hell? were. Uh, that would have been perfect. Th- right. Again, going back to that Missed whole opportunity, that Jordan space. Jordans don't light up. So I guess it's, they were trying to really kind of give you the we can do this too vibe. But yeah. Great well, ad. Like I said, the ads were superb. What, what happened yeah. with the merch? That's a whole nother story. Go check out these ads. They are worth watching. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Q, user one. Thank you guys for joining me for yet another episode of the 12 Days of Christmas. This was fun. Did you guys so enjoy fun. Absolutely. So much. I can't wait for tomorrow where we're going to get some more ads. More to talk about. Yeah. yeah we've got more five more vintage ads to talk about. Some of these I had not seen before. So I'm really excited to <gasps> unpack those with you guys. But you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to see which ones that I've never seen before. So for the Black Jackson Estate, for User Q in Studio Perth, We want to thank you for joining us and make sure you tune in tomorrow for episode seven and part two of Michael Jackson Vintage Ads.